am Enzo. And I'm Reina. And this is the Date Night Horror Show. <laughs> so we're back. This is episode four. Um, I'm super excited to be back doing the show again with you. I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else. Aww. So, um, and this episode is particularly special to me and I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, it's what I call mad love. So any horror movie that has um, a good relationship, a bad relationship, re- relationship as the main theme, love as the main theme, but still has to be a horror movie. So that's kind of the idea. This was very difficult for me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a tricky theme for sure. Because you said relationships, so then I started picking movies on relationships in general. Yeah. And then you changed it up on me. Well, it's, I mean, you can go there to start, um, but there's, there's great horror movies with relationships kind of intertwined, but it's, it doesn't have to be the main thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, as long as there is something there relationship-wise that we can kind of talk about uh, in the theme. So that's kind of the idea. Uh, one of the reasons why I felt really strongly about doing this podcast with you is, one, I'd, I've been listening, listening to other podcasts, uh, horror podcasts, and I mean, some of them are really good, but a lot of the time it's a boys club. Like, it's just... Guys like nerdy guys, nerdy horror guys like me talking about horror, and there's zero female perspective, and the and I you know you're you you're such a passionate horror fan as well, and having you in there in the mix is great, so that's one thing. Yeah, I love. I mean, I do. I love horror. I mean, I I brag with my friends like you know whenever I talk about, hey, do, have you seen this horror movie? Sometimes my friends will be like, eh, my wife doesn't watch horror movies. And then I say, and then I say, my wife likes the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, I do. More than I do. <laughs> yeah, and, the, and their eyes get wide. And the, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I know I do. Uh, and that's one of the Modest reasons. One too. That's, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast is because I feel like I'm a perspective on the show. You're a perspective on the show, the female perspective. But then our relationship is the third character on the show how we as a couple enjoy horror movies and that's why i think this theme is so interesting it's interesting that you talk about that because when i was researching for this um episode i came across an article that talks about um why horror movies are good for relationships oh look at you mm-hmm. okay hit me with it, it what, was really what, did, cool. what did it say what, so what? basically what it says is that the reason it's so good for relationships is because you're going through an emotional roller coaster together. Yeah. And then it also the dopamine that that yeah, yeah that make it makes you um closer and all you know, all the all other romantic things like you get clingy and yeah. you put your head on your man's shoulder or him his on yours. And um yeah, it's 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 basically you're bonding through this emotional roller coaster and distress that you're experiencing through a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I can definitely, I can definitely believe that. I mean, I, you know, even now where you know we're on the couch or lying in bed and watching a horror movie, um, if the moments get particularly intense, you'll like reach for me and grab me, and you know, yeah, there's, there's definitely a, a physical intimacy that starts, you know, that that kind of gets activated by a really great horror film. Um, 
So tell your women. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, to be quite clear, I know we're not unique. I know there's many, many, many people out there and many couples out there that watch horror movies together and they can totally relate to the show. My best friend and her husband. Yeah, and and I think that's what's exciting about our show, what I think is exciting about our show, because we we have that perspective. Um, and again, as the social media comes up more and we get more feedback, I'm sure we're going to see pictures of all these great couples watching horror movies together and hopefully enjoying our show and giving us perspective as well on this kind of crazy when love and terror meets <laughs> kind of perspective on horror. Anyway, I'm going to pick five choices. Reina's going to pick five choices uh, for uh, mad love horror movies. Um, and then I'm surprising her with a new horror movie that's that came out recently, uh, 2018. Uh, and you, I haven't told you the title no. of it. Uh, and we're going to watch it. And then we're going to immediately give each other our impressions of it. It's getting a lot of buzz. And I've been looking forward to seeing You're this. You're killing me with suspense. So uh, we'll get to that after oh, your man. five. <laughs> Are you ready to start your five? Sure. I wonder if I should surprise you with one of my choices first. Um, oh, do whatever you want. Pick, pick your, pick your first one, and let's see, let's see where it goes. Okay, I'm gonna pick one because I think I have a feeling it's on your list. Okay, go for it. Audition. Uh, yeah, it's it's on my overall list. Yes, but um, go ahead. Yeah, tell me, tell me. So, what... audition is a really, very cool foreign. It's a it is a foreign um horror movie. And it's Japanese. A, mm-hmm, and it's about this man who wants to find love. He's a widow. Yeah, he's a widow. So he wants to find a, a new love. And so his film producer friend does a mock audition, like a fake audition, so that they can try out all these women and <sighs> see which one he fancies. It's, it's funny because it's so misogynistic at the beginning. Yeah. And again, it's it's like those movies where you... You find one character mildly annoying because of things like this. And then things turn against that character. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, my God. So he, he, he likes one of this one woman. Um, and she's a dancer. And she's, or she, said, she says she's a dancer. And she's kind of quiet and um, seemingly timid. Yeah, that classic submissive. Yeah. Yeah. And so he... He's like, yep, that's that's the one. And then tables are so turned. Yeah. That's right. And I think that's what's so amazing about the movie is that it it has a very polite, you know, cordial. Uh, it shows that part of Japanese courtship. But the last 15, oh 20 minutes of the so movie. So it's a slow burn movie for sure. Oh, like it is a slow burn movie. But there's a lot of tension yeah. throughout the movie. And then the payoff is in the last 15. Oh my, yeah. oh my God, the payoff is so extreme and so crazy brutal. Brutal. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that movie, oh my God, does it deliver. And, and it has a lot of great, you know, it's got, it's got a lot of great themes in there. You know, the, the way, it, you know, the, way the, the male characters are so misogynistic. As politely as possible, 
but still well, it's just creepy they're to just exploiting auditions to yeah find a woman yeah yeah oh man that that one is so good and i'm i'm glad it's on your list because because i think that's a perfect example of a mad love kind of scenario. oh yeah because there's something clearly wrong with her and and yeah. she in her own messed up ways looking for it's just an obsessive love yeah absolutely that was that's awesome that's exactly what this theme is about okay so what's your perfect choice so my first choice, 86 remake of The Fly. Mm. I almost chose The Fly, but I figured you would choose it. Yeah, I, I think the reason it's the first choice that popped into my head is because uh, there's many elements about that relationship that I can identify with. Um, I'm a creative. Um, I'm always doing something cre- creative besides this podcast. Uh, um, I'm an artist. Uh, I always have been. Uh, I'm a game developer. I'm a songwriter. So I have this kind of crazy, maniacal drive, creative drive. Yeah. And costumes. Yeah, the costume design, the makeup art. And honestly, I try to envelop Drena into my world as much as I can. But I think there's a part of it that's, that's kind of crazy. Like, there's an obsessive craziness to it. And Jeff Goldblum's character uh, in The Fly, he creates this teleportation device. He's a scientist, incredibly bright. Um, And then Gina Davis comes in, and she's a reporter. um, And she starts to realize this this man is brilliant. He's invented something that's going to change the world. But through, through seeing his world she starts to fall in love with him yeah. for all the right reasons, really. Because he's not, he has offbeat looks, but she lo- stop, starts to fall in love with his mind and, you know, um, his, his little quirks. Like, there's a, there's a love affair in, this, in the middle of this movie Yeah, that's amazing. Very and, sweet. And then something happens with the teleporter. I'm sure you guys have all seen this, but something happens with the teleporter uh, that involves a fly, and everything goes terribly wrong. And I think that's why I love, I think this movie is an amazing choice for this mad yeah. love. Because up until the very end of the movie, he's she, still in love with her. And she, him. Yeah, yeah, she she's tries. crying. Like, like she, she even though he's, in- yeah, even though she's, he's turned into this other thing, you know, and he's, you know, He's trying to merge with her. Like, it is, it is such a tragic love story. Like, it is, it is really, really sad. But it is, it is also an amazing remake of, of the original and an amazing horror film. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I had to put that one down. Yeah, that's a good one. So do you that's ever... That's a good love story. Do, I, do, I ever, do I ever... Am I ever, like, Enzo Fly to you? Yes, a lot of the time. <laughs> But in a good way, in a good way. And I'm like Gina Davis, despite it all, I'm still here. <laughs> it's kind of true. Like, this this podcast is is my version of, hey, let's go into the teleporter together and we'll be together forever. <laughs> <laughs> like, the way, like the way Brendel Fly does. Again, I have a lot of creative passions. But whenever I can, whenever I can, I try to drag, I try to drag Lena kicking and screaming. That's not true. <laughs> I, think you, I think you really like the... The dressing up thing and the the makeup art thing, yeah. which I thoroughly appreciate because it's, it's incredibly fun, fun to create fun. costumes. 
but it's also incredibly fun to create costumes for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of the, the creative challenge of that is, is awesome. Anyway, as more social media comes up, we're going to share as many of those <laughs> years and years of going to Halloween <laughs> and costume events because we've been doing it for years and years. But anyway, um, yes. that's a whole other thing. Uh, do you have your next Yes, so movie? my next one is the 80s uh, Swamp Thing. Oh, that oh, that's cool. That's a good love yeah, story. Yeah, with uh, Adrian Barbeau. With Adrian Barbeau. Yeah. Yes, Adrian Barbeau. He oh loves Adrian Barbeau's chichis. <laughs> he does. No, let's you, call it spade a spade. No, I just think you know she's one of those uh, female character, female actresses that are that's that you know was sprinkled throughout the eighties and late seventies. Anyway, 70s. so Swamp Thing. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. Maybe younger folks haven't, which you should. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's about a scientist, um, that goes to do some type of experiment and she's, she's like, um, she's involved too, like to either write about it or protect him something. She's like an agent or something. I I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but so I don't entirely remember it. Uh, I think he Hold gets attacked, you. and then that's what causes the swamp thing. Oh, she's a government agent. Sorry. She's in a government agent that she's supposed to protect him, but then he gets attacked, mm-hmm. and he turns in... But, well, they end up falling in love, and then he gets attacked, and he turns into this weird swamp thing. But yeah. um, despite him being this really weird swamp monster yeah, that kills, she yeah. wants to be with him. Oh, my God. That, that movie was so, so fun when it came out. Like yeah. it had, definitely has that fun drive-in quality to it's it. It's definitely a drive-in movie. What's interesting is that you know I grew up reading comics as well, and the Swamp Thing character evolved way beyond that. He becomes this kind of earth elemental and becomes super powerful, and you know the the character becomes a lot more ethereal. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, it's yeah, it's just it's fun. It's kind of schlocky, and there is a lo- love story there, and it's it's very sweet at the same time so i remember the first time i ever saw swamp thing is <laughs> was really gonna tell hold him is with a with the, on a projector oh wow yeah for some odd reason my parents had it oh what yeah <laughs> and i used to watch it over and over and over again are you serious yeah I didn't, I, i've never heard this story yeah. i did not know that mm-hmm. that's that's awesome yeah that's a that's that's a fun one that's a fun one um, I wouldn't say the the relationship is that uh, reaching as far as like depth goes, but it it totally works. Like it's it's definitely fun. So yeah, still a love story. Isn't that the theme of this fucking thing? <laughs> yeah, right. I, I it there can be in, in many aspects to it. Okay, so my next movie, and we just saw this recently, is Misery. Oh, that's such a good movie. Or we saw it again. Yeah, of course we saw it in the theater when it came out. And absolutely loved it. It's one um, of my favorite Stephen King's. Yeah, you know, it's funny. After watching it again, it might be my number one Stephen King. Because mm. the performances in that movie are so Kathy strong. Kathy is amazing. Yeah, and James Caan. Like, yeah. <laughs> his, his, um, the way he depicts pain is just, oh, you just, you just feel everything he yeah. feels. And Kathy Bates. So creepy. She, her eyes, like when she's super sweet, you, she you, her 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 face lights up a room. Like she's very sweet. Yeah. You believe it, 
But then when she gets mean and she shows that dark dark side, yeah, she goes places I haven't seen a lot of actresses go. Yeah, her whole body go. language changes. She, oh man, she's terrifying. Mm-hmm. She's terrifying. And everyone remembers the the foot scene in yeah. that movie. And when we were watching it recently, we're like seventy five through the seventy five percent through the movie, and that ha- that scene hasn't happened. And there's already been countless horrible <laughs> scenes. And I think that's the brilliance of Stephen King. Is like he's like, okay, yeah, I've done good work so far. This is this is going somewhere good. I need to ratchet things up. Oh my god, a, a was... whole other level. Oof. And beyond that point, you know. <laughs> He he totally does. Yeah, you know that scene, and then the final scene. Those are, those are so much. Make it stop. Mm-hmm. You know, but what I really liked is that um, throughout the movie, there is there is a lot of love um, that Ka- that Kathy Bates's character shows for um, Paul, what's his name, Paul Sheldon or something like that. Yeah, um, and. <laughs> And she'll say these really like a stalker love. Yeah, and she'll say like these really sad things, like you know, you don't know what it's like for someone like me to lose someone like you. And then she's like, "Oh, you're such a poet." Like she is in love with his mind, and I think that is the most profound kind of love. You know, you know, it's it goes beyond you know looks and all that stuff. You know, she's really in love with him, and that's one thing. But one of the things that I caught I, and I picked up on <clears throat> is that because they're together for such a long time, you know, and it's only them in that world, they develop a marital relationship. And I'll tell what you, you mean? <laughs> I'll tell you what I mean. And maybe you're going to hate me for this. Uh-oh. But <laughs> So he starts to play her. He starts to, he's like, okay, what does she really care about? Okay, I'll have like a little romantic dinner for her. I'll make sure to say things exactly the right way with the right, right smile and all that. He starts to play her. Now, where I'm are not, you going with this? I'm not saying that I play you, mm-hmm. but I'm also I'm saying that we've been together for so long that we know each other's buttons inside and out, both you and me. So, I, it's so interesting that he starts to notice those things, and he's like, "Okay, it's gonna really." set her off if I do this, so I won't do this. It's going to make her calm if I do this other thing. And then even the the final scene, you know, where he's like, okay, this is my chance. I'm going to use this particular thing to set her off to give me time. Like, that, that, is, that is a deep intimacy yeah. between <laughs> victim and captor. And, and it, it kind of parallels a marriage. And I think huh. that is the brilliance of Stephen King like that uh, watching that movie again and really noticing that stuff I'm giving him the stink eye by the way so, talking about this. so I'll give you an example like sometimes when we both have had long and busy weeks at work I'll I'll text you and I'll say let's go to dinner let me take you to dinner I know you love that because it's spontaneous and it shows that I've been paying attention and all that he does stuff like this in this in this movie <laughs> to the Kathy Bates character oh my God. to play her and to make sure that's just such an ugly word though. Yeah, her. yeah. I'm not again, again, I don't think there should be any playing in a relationship like that, but I'm just saying that 
they become so intimate that he starts to know. Yeah, I feel you. I think a couple more things that I that I like about Misery is, from an artist perspective, um, the scene where she makes him burn his book, his his kind of pet project book. That to me is a make it stop moment. Yeah. Without any gore, without any violence. Oh my God, it's horrible. <laughs> it is horrible. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is terrible because I mean a book, hundreds of pages. Tons of micro creative choices throughout. There, you will, you'll never recreate it again exactly the same way. You might keep the same basic story. So when she makes him do that, and then when, oh my god, the way she's putting pouring lighter fluid on him too, like you know, threatening him without yeah. threatening and him. making him light the match. Ooh, oh man, so mean. That scene was terrible. Yeah, I. You know what? From an artist's perspective, that scene that scene is more terrible. Than when she messes with his feet, <laughs> like it—it it is to- so brutal. Uh, it's to me, it's the epitome of a mad love. Oh yeah, um, an obsession has obsession. Yeah, yeah, stalker, stalkerish. Yeah, it's 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 fantastic. It's such a masterpiece. So if you haven't watched it, watch it. And if you haven't watched it in a while, watch it again. Watch it it again. It was fun watching it again. Yeah, I felt like I was watching it for the first time. Yeah, I had forgotten so many of the in-between scenes. Okay, Uh, do you have another movie? Yes, so my next one is Silence of the Lambs. Uh, Yeah, that's on my list. Lower on my list, but that's that's definitely there. Yeah, so of course the relationship between Clarice and Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. It's a really interesting, (laughs) weird one. Because he becomes obsessed with her and, you know, I think because she's really smart and determined and broken. And, and I think he really... I, I think she's connects. really decent, too. Yeah, and she's a good person. Yeah. And um, and she, in turn, develops... Fe- I don't know what kind of feeling. At least in the movie, I don't know what kind of feelings. In the book, it's different, but... Yeah. In, um, the, in the later books, they elaborate on it more. And that's yeah. been a kind of a controversial direction um but yeah there's there's definitely something there oh yeah she she she's protective of him and mm-hmm. um and then almost like, likes that he escapes yeah and I, yeah and the, and the moments where where he does get away and then you know they they ask her well aren't you scared that he's out there she's like he won't come after me no and then you know they ask her why and she says well he, he would consider that rude right but I think there's more than that. I think that's true, but I think he likes her. Well, you know? that, that's And then he even says it at some point. Well, it's interesting how he picks his victims, because he picks victims that aren't the greatest people. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that, 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 I think that's why the movie resonates so much, because at the center of this really dark serial killer movie, you have this really interesting, intelligent... Um, introspective relationship yeah you know and and then he's so good at dissecting who she is but he never you know he'll say stuff to her you know all those all those great monologues about her her history right and she knows you know he knows who she is um but i don't think he ever he never um criticizes her or uses it against her, even. No, yeah. no. I did. I think he's clearly very interested in her. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, based on her own history, what happened with her father and all that, you know, there's kind of a daddy issue sort of scenario oh, going yeah. on too. 
Um, he hits on it, remember? Yeah, that was. Yeah, that that's really that's a really good choice too. I I, I saw it as a mad love mm-hmm. thing kind of, as well. Um, and I, and I know in the horror community there's controversy on is Silence of the Lamb a horror movie or not. I feel if it has those make it stop moments, which it does, which it does when he bites that guy's face off and you know he gets away, like there is some straight horror. Yeah, in I that think movie. it's horror. Yeah, I mean maybe it's not like a slap, you know, like your typical horror, but. Yeah, I would definitely say it's, it's a bit more refined, but it is hard. Yeah. The scene, the scene where she's getting Buffalo Bill and he turns the lights off. The moments of tension are great. Yeah, um, and again, those make it stop mo- moments are there. So yeah. for me, that categorizes it as a horror film. A very elegant horror film, um, refined to the point of being, you know, nominated for a Best Picture uh, Oscar. I just, did, it, did it win? I think it did. Fantastic. I think whenever horror is is up to the plate like that, it's always great. So it's always good to see that. Yeah. What about you? Okay. So my next one is The Shape of Water. I knew you were going to choose that one. That's why I didn't choose it. I was, tr- I was really trying hard not to pick any that I knew you probably have on your list. I was, I was trying not to choose Shape of Water because I don't think it's... Um, I don't think it's a dysfunctional relationship. If anything, it's one of the most functional relationships. But I, I like I like how how they create a bond with each other through just um, just treating each other decently, you know. Yeah. And then getting showing each other compassion. Showing each other like she starts off showing him compassion, bringing those eggs, and then she. She looks forward to seeing him, which I think is a big part of courtship. Um, and then the music, you know, she shares music with him. And yeah. he's like, wow, I've never experienced this. Like, it is it, it is kind of... make mad fish love. <laughs> you know, even that I like. I like um, because I think you could easily make this movie a little too fairy tale. You know, what I love about Del Toro is that he... He puts the violence in there. He puts the gore in there. He puts the sex in there. And, you know, he's like, this is this is a fairy tale, but it's for adults, you know? And I think I think that's what makes the movie so oh, yeah. unique. It was a, and it was a cool scene. Yeah. And I think there's, um, again, it's one of those movies that has a controversy. Is this a horror movie or not? But for me, it has, it has those make it stop moments. It has moments of gore and yeah. blood. Um, the... Who you think the monster is is not who the monster is. Right. There's enough there to classify it as a horror film. Definitely. I so I, I had to put it on there. But yes, it is not mad love. It's very functional love. So do you have your next one? Yeah. So the next one is Let the Right One In. Oh, love it. The relationship between the little boy and the girl is so sweet because the little boy is getting bullied and she's really protective of him. And even though he finds out that she's, I don't want to give any spoilers, <laughs> but she finds out, he finds out that she's not quite human. Um, he accept they're very accepting of each other. Yeah, I think um, it's one of the better, um, you know, coming into adolescent films I've seen. Even aside from being a horror movie, I think it really captures that time. Um, and there's a there's a real beauty to it. I mean. I could definitely identify with, 
you know, when you and I met, um, you feel kind of alone. There's two oddballs getting together, finding yeah, that. You feel kind of alone Love. until you find that other person. Um, what's great about it is that, you know, when you know who she is and kind of what the story is all about, it's sort of a grim ending, if yeah, you think about it. It is. Um, and I think that's what's so great about it. It has this bittersweet quality. Um, but it's such a fantastic love story, too, like fantastic adolescent story. Um, and it's it also... Sweet, sweet love. Yeah, and it doesn't really pull any punches in terms of, like, the awkwardness of adolescence, the bullying, um, just all of it. I think I think it's great. Um, all that amidst the... All the horror stuff, too, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I really liked it. I, I, I feel like um, I identified with how their relationship is like, you know, us against the world, you know. Definitely. I think, I think there's a lot of key moments in any healthy relationship, you know, including ours, where, where it feels like that. And I, I think it really captures that. I don't mind if you bring it up again, because I love that movie. Hit me with your next choice. So my next choice is another Stephen King story. Love Stephen um, King. Yeah, and it's a more recent one. Um, and we saw it on Netflix, uh, 1922. Yeah, that was surprisingly good. Yeah, it was. Um, one of the reasons I picked it for Mad Love is because it sort of depicts what happens when one partner falls, falls out of love with the other. And I think that's what this story is about. It's that, it's greed, it's... Um, yeah, and then it's such a great example of like a of a poor choice mm-hmm. or a, a poor excuse of a husband, mm-hmm. you know. It tells a story about a family living on a farm. Um, it's uh, in the early 1920s. Uh, the father, farmer character is played by Thomas Jane. And it's so interesting because when we started watching the movie... I'm like, that's Thomas Jane. And you're like, no, it's not. It didn't look like him. And then, well, it's because he, you could tell he lost a ton of weight. He got really thin. Uh, and he sort of looks scrawny, which is really weird for a he guy super old. like him. Yeah. Uh, he he was so good. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the way he uses his, his accent and, you know, his kind of understated talking through his teeth sort yeah. of personality. Um, this character... Um, he's this classic, um, what, what would you say? Like kind of a misogynist? Oh yeah. Um, well, it's back in the 1920s. So it's when like women. No, more of chauvinist. He's like, yeah, a, like a sh- your chauvinist. classic chauvinist character. Macho, machismo. Yeah. So his wife, uh, who's more, who's more inclined to kind of city life. She, uh, inherits all this farmland and she tells him, you know, we should sell all the farmland and move to the city. And he's just not having it. Uh, beyond that, he's already, he started to, he's already started to really dislike her. Resent her. Yeah, resent her. And, you know, um, yeah. He involves it, their son in the, yeah, it's, in the it's, story. it's such an interesting story because he basically, he uh, tries to plot his way out of, kind of what she wants to do with the farmland because he wants to stay and he wants his son to stay. They, they have a son uh, who is kind of, you know, starting to grow up. And what happens in the story is really, really dark. Um, 
and tragic, very tragic. Um, all I mean, all the way through tragic. Yeah, and what's cool about it is that it shows how a relationship can turn. You know, if you're not careful, it can kind of go to this really bad place, and and then you know, a man can make a decision, like one decision in their lives, and it can flush your entire life down the toilet. Mm-hmm. And this movie really shows that. Uh, of course, being Stephen King, there it's a supernatural element. There's a horror element. Yeah. Um, I really like this movie. It I've, was really good. Yeah. It was really, you know, you can have, sometimes when they do depictions of Stephen King stories, they don't always hit the mark. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, it was, it was good. The cast was great too. And, and the way the whole world is kind of visualized, it, it's really, uh, it's really well done. Um, it's interesting because after watching the movie, I was so intrigued by the story that um, that I uh, looked into the the short story, uh, and it's really good too. And if anything, it delves more into uh, the main character's chauvinistic views, you know, and how he how he mm-hmm. really grows to resent his wife. So it's 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 great. I th- I thought it was awesome. Yeah, and again, I Thomas started, Jade is great. In yeah, it. he's really good. And I I started reading the it too, but. Um, I came to one in particular scene, and I was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I was reading it on vacation, so I'm like, ooh, I don't know. But I'm definitely going to finish it, because it was it, the detail in it really Yeah, I, I did feel really great. I did feel that at one point their relationship was good, and there was an attraction, and there was a, uh, you know how opposites attract, that sort of thing. But then over time, you know, he he just kind of turns on her, and he does the most horrific thing you know, involving his son, it's, it's so well worth seeing. It's, it's really good. And, and if you want, you can read the short story first. Yeah. Cause the short story elaborates a lot more mm-hmm. on that character. Netflix. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, do you have your next one? I do. Actually, another one came to mind. Should I do my pick or what the one that came to mind? Um, which, whichever one you feel strong, strongly about which one you They're feel both you can Stephen talk. King. I know. He's so good with the relationship thing. Um, well, the, my next, the one I was going to talk about is Dolores Claiborne. Oh, man. Because it's kind of like 19, almost like a little yeah. like 1922. It really is. Um, where, you know, again, Kathy Bates, yeah. amazing actress, um, plays the wife and she's a caregiver and she's just has a history of abuse. Mm-hmm. All the in all of her aspects of her life and she grows tired of the abuse of her husband and decides to do something about it. You know what? I have to say, this is probably my second favorite, uh, Stephen King adapted movie. It's so really well, good. Really well. Um, the book is amazing too. You got to read the book, but definitely. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, you got to read the book also cause it's a really good read. Um, but the movie depiction again, they really hit the mark with yeah, with Dolores Claiborne. It's one of those multi-dimensional Stephen King stories. You know, you have three women at three different points in their lives, all intertwined, and you have all that and the kind of the study of of that. Um, and then you have, of course, the the horror in the film, which is the abuse, the domestic abuse that's so brutal and blatant there's a lot of abuse it's it's horrible in this movie because it's the domestic it's domestic abuse 
and other I don't want to again no spoilers other yeah, types of abuse <sighs> that happen that are revealed um and it's just it's really well acted oh my god Kathy Bates yeah all, and all of them are really yeah, good ev- in the everyone's movie. great everyone's good Jennifer Jason Lee which yeah. is awesome uh, she, she plays, plays the, the daughter. daughter. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, it's it's such a great film, and one of the things I love about it is that, um, you know, you have this character that's that's trying to save her life, you know, by, uh, you know, making uh, plotting this make really diabolical yeah. thing, and you know, you're rooting for her. And I think that's that's also yeah, kind of disturbing, but also is, great. You're disturbed mm-hmm. with yourself, but it's really good. Yeah. And again, I recommend both the movie and the book. Yeah, and it, it, it's the perfect choice of of mad love, you know, when when it involves something like domestic abuse and codependence and that sort of thing. Oh man, that movie! I, I we got to see that again. Yeah, after, we should definitely watch it. After watching Misery again, I I sort of want to go through all of the Stephen King, like the really good ones, and this one again is my number two. Like it is so, so good and riveting. Yeah, if you haven't seen Dolores Claiborne, because it it sort of went under the radar as well. Yeah, I, for a King I, film. I, yeah, I, I agree. think it's amazing. It's so good, mm-hmm. um, and also the story is a bit more. Mature, there's a maturity there. Definitely, you know. Uh, and I like misery. I mean, I yeah, like misery. Yeah, like misery. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so good. Um, last but not least. Um, so my last choice uh, is 2014's Spring. Ah, uh, I forgot about that one? that one. Yeah, but it's good. Yeah, that one. That one's good. Um, so Spring uh, tells a story about an American man who has a situation at home and he sort of flees the country to kind of get away from things. Um, so he goes to Italy and he meets the woman of his dreams. That's that's kind of the basic story. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is that uh, sort of like what you brought up and let the right one in, there's something about her that's that's off, you know, um, and so he he has to kind of deal with that, you know, kind of finding out that secret about her. That too good to be true yeah. element. Yeah. And what I think is really interesting about the movie is that it's sort of, um, you know, it's sort of like a chick flick type movie. Like it, it's a rom-com. Like, but then in the middle of it is this really, really <laughs> dark thing. It definitely starts off as a romantic yeah, it's movie. it's got funny elements and it's there's a lot of charm and romance in it. And then it's in Italy. Yeah, and yeah, oh my god, Italy is yeah, and they film it really really nice. Like it's it's beautiful and you know, it's basically saying, you know, for men, you know, you go, you meet the woman of your dreams in the most idyllic romantic situation ever. And setting. And then you find out things about her that are really really creepy and dark. Uh, what do you do? Do you stick with her? Do you not? You know what? What happens? Do you overlook the creepiness. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It re- again, it reminds me a lot of uh, Let the Right One In. Um, Just adult version. Yeah, it's like an adult version of that movie, mm-hmm. um, but it's still unique and clever um, in its own right. And it's one of those movies that kind of slithered under the radar as well. I think hardcore horror people know it, but you know, I think. Maybe a general audience didn't see it, um, 
So I, I wanted to mention that one. And it's also a great example of mad love and kind of the and choices of mad love. a good date night love. movie, I think. Yeah, yeah. For horror fans. Yeah, it's, all, yeah, it, it, it's great. Um, yeah, uh, spring, look for it. Yeah, very good movie. Good choice. Yeah. It's time to play. Okay, so before we move on to the feature review for this episode, um, we're starting to get a lot of feedback on the first few episodes, and people seem to really like the makeout Mary or Meh. Yeah, we've gotten some good feedback on that. I'm, I'm excited that people are responding to that game. Yeah, and uh, when I heard that people liked it, I'm like, okay, I need to come up with another one so we can play this game again. So... Um, I've come up with a new one, okay. and basically the theme is actors who have been in horror films that aren't normally in horror films, and we're going to rate their performances. Okay, so what makeout means in this case is, okay, your performance was good, um, maybe think about doing another horror movie, mm-hmm. um, not bad. Okay. Uh, uh, Mary is, oh my God, you would be so great for horror. Please keep doing more horror movies. Think about switching to horror. Okay. Okay. And then meh is, that was pretty bad. It's not your forte. Stay in your lane. Stick to rom-coms. Stick to rom-coms or, or action or movies or whatever that, that um, actor does. Okay? okay. I'm excited. Here we go. Brad Pitt in uh, World War Z. Meh, 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 meh. Now, wait, wait, wait. Now you're reacting. You're reacting. Your gunshot, your your shotgun reacting. Sorry, it's meh. Can you imagine him in another horror movie? No. Well, I mean, he did Interview with a Vampire and all that. And that was another meh. (laughs) Yeah, I sort of. Unfortunately, look, meh. I think he, I don't, I think he's a very good actor. I do I do like him as an actor. I just don't think horror is his genre. I just don't think he's that that's a good zombie movie. Well, that too. It's incredibly derivative and his star power didn't really add for me didn't really add anything to it being a good zombie movie. No, and he's a pretty boy, so I'm sorry you just don't buy he's like rough and tumble tough. He's going to survive like an apocalypse or Okay, here's the next one. Patrick Stewart in Green Room. Mary Oh my God, he was so good. He really hardly good. he hardly ever plays a villain, and yeah. he played him with a lot of intellect and intensity. And it's it's such a vile character to be playing. Yeah, and he just attacked it. He reminded me because he's a small man, mm-hmm. but he reminded me like Ben Kingsley. Oh yeah, in Sexy Beast. Yeah, yeah. where he's little, but you wouldn't would not want to f with him. Like yeah. he will mess you up. That's what Patrick Stewart in yeah. that one. Yeah, I think we need to marry Patrick Stewart to horror because he was really Really great in Green Room. I agree with you. Leonardo DiCaprio in Shutter Island. I'd say Makeout. I think he could do another. Yeah, yeah, I would say Makeout too. I I don't think he will pick another. Well, I mean, Get Out and Shape of Water changed a lot of things as far as like Actors' perceptions of horror. So maybe he'd do a horror film. And Leo is another... Actually, he's doing a horror film. Which one is he doing? He's playing a serial killer. 
See, I He's was going to say. America's first beer. serial killer. I could. I was just going to say that. The Holmes? Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, I was just going to say that because I made the whole Pretty Boy reference to Bad Pit, which he's the same. However, I could totally see him playing a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him play villainous roles with yeah. a lot of passion well, Django, and, and seriousness. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think I would like to see him in more horror films. Yeah. So yeah, I would say I would like say make out in that case. Or something. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. Uh, Ryan Reynolds in the Amityville Horror remake. See, Mary, only because I love Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, me too. I mean, I don't think I don't think I would ever hate any of his movies. He's he's such a versatile actor. Yeah. Like he he can do dramatic films. He's hilarious. I love him as Deadpool. And then he's amazing as Deadpool. And I, I thought he was very respectable uh, in uh, yeah in the Amityville yeah. horror remake. It was that was a good casting choice. I thought. Okay, so you'd marry or would you make out? But it's because I really love him. Yeah, he he is fun. So to I'd watch, have to say Mary, sure. but just as a bi- bias opinion. <laughs> I think he should stay, you know, doing his other films because yeah. he's so good in other films, especially com- comedic roles. But yeah, okay. Uh, Sandra Bullock in Bird Box. This hurts me to say meh. I'm trying to think. Has she, has she well, done other horror movies? No. No. Huh? She's done like thrillers. Yeah, she's done thrillers. I remember her in thrillers. It's sure. really hard to separate when the movie's bad. Um or you didn't enjoy the movie. So that's hard. I mean, it's hard to separate when you don't enjoy the movie sometimes. Yeah. But I don't I, I like her in thrillers. So right, I like right. her as the cop. So what's your the, vote? Come on. Meh. I'm gonna have to go with meh. I'm gonna have to go with meh yeah. as well. And I really like Sandra Bullock, so that's why I, I'm I like, just I think she should just do the kind of movie she does. And yeah. I like her too, but I I just, I, I really feel like there were aspects of um, Bird Box where it really showed me that she can't quite get to a certain place. Yeah. You know, I, the fact she's not willing to look disheveled. <laughs> I, hey, look, to be in a horror movie, do you have to have a little bit of creepiness to you too? Yeah. Yeah, you have to have, have a an, an kind edge. of an in, intrinsic edge. You have yeah. to call up an edge. That's that's very very true. Um, Owen Wilson in the Minus Man. Do you remember that movie? That movie's amazing. So what's your vote? Because I don't oh remember my that god, one. I don't want to talk about it because I want to save it for our serial killer episode. That is one of my favorite serial killer movies. It's such a subtly creepy, eerie see, film. I could and again, I don't, I don't want to talk him. more about it because I want to talk about it on in a serial killer episode because it's such a great serial killer movie. And Owen Wilson is the serial killer. Yeah, it's like I could totally see him because uh, he has that edge. So I could see him being a good yeah. serial killer. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's like, um, it's like when Robin Williams did One Hour Photo. Mm-hmm. Um, they call up this other thing. And I, and he really was good in it, um, and him and him him being so approachable and likable made the film more creepy. Yeah, well, and, that's a good serial killer. Yeah, so I I think it's a make out. I think I'd love to see him do something like this again, something um, in mm-hmm. the horror space. I'll vote make out just because even though I can't recall that movie and I do want to see it again, um, I can see where he would play a really good serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Natalie Portman in Black Swan. Oh, Mary. Yeah, she did Annihilation and she was good in Annihilation. But you know, she's another one of the, again, um, I mean, she's just a phenomenal. She can go to that place. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's just an amazing actress. Yeah, and, and she's like um, like when Tony Collette 
kind of unhinges. Mm-hmm. I feel like Natalie Portman showed that she could do that. God, even back when she was a child yeah. in, you know, in The, the Professional is one of my favorite yeah. uh, non-horror movies. Um, so, yeah, I, I think she should do more horror. I agree. Yeah, if possible. So, I would say Mary as well. Um, Tom Cruise in Interview with a Vampire. Meh. <laughs> yeah, this is... Okay, I know there's a lot of people... I'm you sorry. know, generationally, that really love Interview with a Vampire, but I just don't buy him as a vampire. I, the whole movie, I was thinking, that's Tom Cruise in a wig. That's Tom Cruise in a wig. That's Tom Cruise in a wig. Well, look, <laughs> just, I uh, like Brad Pitt, I, get I just it. don't see him being a good horror movie actor choice. Yeah, no, I, I, I just, I, it's a myth for me. Yeah, I. You know, I I think I think Tom Cruise has an intensity. You know, I just it's hard. For, he's so but it's f- different. Yeah, but he's so famous now that it's always like, oh, that's Tom Cruise in a uh, in the Mummy. That's you know what I mean, like when he did the Mummy. Um, I just don't buy him in horror related things. I just I don't know. Maybe it's me. No, I like him I in other stuff. I like him in other yeah. stuff. I think he's he's been really great in other dramatic roles. And then, oh my God, Tropic Thunder. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. Well, he's a talented that. actor. Yeah, he's a very he's versatile just guy. Not for her. It's yeah, it's fine. You can stay in your lane on that one. Yeah. So Okay. Um, Jennifer Lopez in the Cell or Anaconda. Meh. Yeah, she's not really. She's not a. She has re- no no. I I like J Lo because hmm. she's you know peeps, but yeah. Um, I she's just not a good horror. She's kind of like the same thing with Tom Cruise. Sandra yeah, Bullock she's better. She's better in in like romantic comedies and yeah. things like that. Or thrillers. She's done some good thrillers that I've enjoyed. <coughs> yeah, that's true. But she goes hard. about as far as thrillers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with that. I would go with me. Um, Woody Harrelson in Zombieland. Makeout. I'd like to see him in another type of yeah, Zombieland and I know movie. they're doing. Uh, I know they're doing Zombieland too, they which are? I'm super looking forward oh, that's to. That's awesome. Yeah, they've already released um, the the poster for it, poster image. Cool. So it's it's. I think it's coming out this Woody year. Woody Harrelson is a um, an amazing actor. I, I love him, and he's I very him. versatile. So yeah, I would say. And he's he's makeout. <laughs> he's such a great character in Zombieland. Yeah. So yeah, okay, I would have to go with that too. Um. Bradley Cooper in Midnight Meat Train. Mary. I'd like to see him in another horror movie. He was really good in this. It's interesting. I, I, I'm going to have to agree with you on that because this guy is so versatile. Like, you yeah. see him in those, you know, his earlier films, you're like, oh, okay, this is just a pretty boy type, you know. Oh, this guy's going to be one of those action star guys. And then he goes and he does, he does Rocket's voice, which he's he does with so much passion. Uh, Midnight Me Train completely fit into the film, completely worked the film. He has that serial killer vibe too. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like he has that edge is what I mean. Yeah, really. yeah, I, I could see him. Yeah, I could see him. I don't know about Mary, but it, I, th- I could see him doing another role again. I'd like to see what he does with it. So for me, it, it would be make out. Okay, uh, Benicio Del Toro in the Wolfman remake. Make out. Dude. That I'd like to see him in another horror movie. I don't know if I'd say Mary. I don't know if I felt that strong about it, because um, he's so good. And I, I would, because if you're saying you want him to switch to pure horror, then 
I don't yeah, know if no, I'd want him I, to do that. So I wouldn't. Want I would him say make out because he's a good actor. He's he he has that um, intrinsic edge. Oh as yeah, well. for sure. And when I saw that they were doing that movie with him, I mean, he looks like Long Cheney Jr. Mm-hmm. He has a he has a similar quality. And I remember when he was doing press for that, he was he was saying how much he loves he loved the Long Cheney Jr. Uh, Wolfman films and. I thought he was good in it, um, and um, Anthony Hopkins was great in it as well. Yeah. Um, it had some pacing issues, but you know, I thought it was a cool horror film. So I would, I agree with you. I would, I would say, make out like, you know, try try some more. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, he is great in in the kinds of films he does already. Um, Scarlett Johansson in Under the Skin. I'd probably say make out too for her. Yeah, yeah, me too. I I thought she was really good in this film. Mm. Like that film is <laughs> scary, okay. dude. That film has so wow. many disturbing moments. Like, oh, I think you chose makeup for another reason. <laughs> well, <laughs> stop! Don't give me this stink eye. <laughs> okay, and my last one is Al Pacino in The Devil's Advocate. It's I guess technically it's more of a thriller, but for me it has enough horror elements and thematically it's very horrific. Um, Do you remember that he? Yeah, yeah. What of he plays, who he plays. Of course. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, makeup because just the same reason for Benicio, he's such a good actor that I wouldn't want him to just do horror, but I'd like to see him in another horror film for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He was really good. And again, he's intense. He's an in, he's, he's an awesome intense actor. So yeah, he's always had he that intensity and that edge, and you know. That that passion, which I think yeah. would be really compatible with, I could see him playing like a Doctor Frankenstein, hmm. like you know, like when he played um, uh, Kevorkian. That was yeah. a really interesting yeah. film as well. Okay, yeah, that's it. So cool! I hope you guys enjoyed our makeout Mary and May this time around, and yeah. let us know what you think. We're ready to watch the movie. I'm dying to know what movie it is. Okay. You still haven't told me. The movie is called What Keeps You Alive. Hmm. Um, it's 2018. Uh, it's gotten rave reviews. Um, and I'm just going to read to you the synopsis. So, uh, one woman must survive her wife's twisted secret in this terrifying cat and mouse thriller. Hmm. That's it. So one of the things that's you you that's immediately different is that it is a lesbian couple, mm-hmm. um, but at the end of the day, does it does that really matter? It doesn't. Um, I think uh, I think this is going to be a really interesting uh, movie to watch. I've seen the trailer. I'm not going to show you the trailer because I know you hate no, spoilers. No, I hate spoilers. So I think it shows a lot. I wish I would have never seen the trailer and just uh, heard the sucks. name, um, but because I. I don't think you're gonna, you're not going to know what to expect at all, right? I love that's I love that. I love not knowing yeah, what that's to great. expect. So are you ready to watch it? I'm ready to watch it. All right, let's do it. And now our feature review. Okay, so we just finished watching the movie. What what did you think? Wow, <laughs> it was really good. I thought it was really good I, too. I, yeah, um, it had a lot of unexpected. Twists and turns, yeah. for sure. And you always use the word tension. This is like tension oh throughout. Oh my god! It's, On crack. Yeah, I, I like the movie 
a lot. Yeah, it was really good. I was, you know, it started off a little, not slow, but. Yeah. Yeah, but it was really good. Really good choice. Good it, find. It's interesting because I read online that some people were complaining about the motivations of some of the characters. Um, but I, I completely disagree after watching the movie. I think, I think there's, um, there's moments of codependence in sort of any relationship where you have to kind of live with someone's problem or kind of work through a problem. Um, so it's a very, there's very extreme moments in this, but you know, you don't just throw away the baby with the bathwater. I mean, in this scenario, I probably would, but okay, before we get too excited, let's let's describe it. Go ahead. Yeah, so it's about a um, lesbian couple that's celebrating their first year anniversary, mm-hmm. and um, one of the wives has a, a family cabin that she takes them to to celebrate their um, anniversary. So it oh, already has that creepy element. Yeah, it's beautiful mountain, lake, beautiful lake. Yeah. Um, really cute, um, huge cabin house. Yeah, it's sort of, if you've seen the movie The Honeymoon, it's sort of reminiscent of that. Like, beautiful lake and, you know, amazing forests and amazing cabin. Like, yeah. And they're a really sweet couple, um, seemingly, like, crazy about each other in love. And then, woo! Holy smoke. Yeah, I don't don't want to reveal anything more. you can't. About kind of what happens, because... Again, we hadn't seen a lot of um, what actually happens and when it happens. So when certain things start to turn, it's a big surprise. So it's 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 great. Like, oh man, I I really like this movie. Um, it's one of those more intimate horror films. I mean, pretty much most of the film is between two characters. You know, there's other characters, but those two. And oh man, it was so good. It was really good. And um. Mad love, you know, like one of them. Super mad love. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's just so hard to describe without giving it away. But one thing I will say just from what you said is do not watch the trailer if you don't want spoilers. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah, I I had seen the trailer because I was, I was looking for, you know, a new film for yeah. us to watch. And then I sort of threw it out of my mind. So... When those moments of shock happen, I I don't remember the trailer. Like, so I was able to That's kind good. of enjoy the movie for what it is. One thing I would have to say is the the two female leads in this movie, their performances are so strong, like ridiculously strong. Um, yeah, the, really good actresses. Yeah. So after watching the movie, I was like, you know, I I kind of wanted I wanted to dig into who they were, and. Um, so Brittany Allen, I guess she she's an actress. She was also in It Stains the Sands Red. Um, that I don't know if you remember that movie with yeah. the with the zombie following, you mm-hmm. know, the kind of the stripper type woman uh, through the desert. I really liked that movie because it was a amazing metaphor from for what women kind of kind of have to deal with 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 uh, dysfunctional relationships and men and all that. It it was really interesting. She looks completely different in yeah, this movie, she does. you know. And I didn't recognize her. Yeah, it it was it was awesome. So, I guess she executive produced that movie. It sings the sands red, and she also executive executive produced this movie. Oh wow! So I'm really hoping that she's one of those horror loving yeah. actors because she's such a strong actress. Yeah, she is. 
And Hannah Emily Anderson, who's also in it, who plays the other half oh of the couple. Oh, my God. She's excellent, excellent in it. And she was in Saw and The Perch, so... She's yeah. also from the horror movie genre. See, I love that. I yeah. love those actors that you can tell are big horror fans because they, they, they sprinkle their career with great horror movies, and then they end up on shows like Walking Dead. You know, which is yeah. the great. It's great to see a collection of all these uh, actors with horror cred, and these the, these two actresses were so good in the film. Really good. Um, Hannah Emily Anderson. One of, one of the best female villain performances of recent memory. She is yeah. so scary in this movie. Creepy oh, and man. scary. Jeez, and then she she has a physicality, and then when she does she does this amazing monologue, sort of Hannibal Lecter ish monologue, mm-hmm. in the middle of the movie, and I won't reveal much more than that, but. I really like that part of the movie from an artistic standpoint because there's, there's a visual element to w- when she does the monologue. There's kind of a weird beauty to it, like a, uh, I'll give you a clue, like a CSI sort of moment. Mm. And I really loved, that's probably my favorite moment in the movie. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was great. It was good. And I always like movies where there's twists. Yeah. And there was definitely a good twist in there too which yeah. i like that i like that it's not so cut and dry yeah yeah i liked it, it too. it kept you guessing on in some areas which i really like yeah i only had one issue but we could talk about that later well what is it why do you want to talk about the ending <laughs> oh you, um, it's minor though it was super minor it's super minor it's one of those endings like uh like uh, Inception, where you can interpret it one way or the other but yeah yeah it, it, that didn't bother it's me. minor though yeah, it didn't spoil the movie for me. Like it's not, you know, how you enjoy a movie and then the ending can just really destroy it for you. Yeah. But that's not the case here at all. It's real super minor. Yeah, I I really enjoyed this movie. Um, yeah, I would recommend it too. So. Yeah, we rented it. No. Yeah. On Prime. Yeah, I, I I would recommend it. I thought it was good. And it wasn't that expensive to rent. So please, if you haven't seen this movie, give it a shot because it is really, really, it is a great movie. So I wanted to ask you one more thing. Was there an aspect to it being a lesbian couple that made the film, that gave the film a new dynamic? Could it have been done with a male and female? I'm I'm just wondering. Well, I think, hmm, that's a really good question. Okay, so I think the the reason it's um, it's a little more dynamic is because it's two females, so equal footing. Yeah, do you know what, what I'm I saying? Too. Equal, equal physical strength. Physical strength, right? Yeah. So, because if it's a man and a woman, I'm not saying women can't kick ass because obviously they can. Yeah. But it it just it made it more of that cat and mouse chase on an even playing field, yeah. except that's exactly what a little I more too. crazy on one so side than the I other. I thought I thought two things. I thought two things. I thought exactly that, which made it again, you know, a, an equal equal thing, and it made me think of something. Um, what really separates us from the psychopaths is what a psychopath is willing to do. It's not necessarily more strength or, you know, or any of that. It's that that person is willing to to cut someone's throat, you know, out of on a whim without even feeling it, without even thinking about it. I think uh, Hannah Emily Anderson's character sort of revels in that in that power that she has as a psychopath 
Um, and it's sort of what um, Brittany Allen's character has to struggle and sort of overcome. Um, so, yeah. Well, it it's, comes, it's, she has to come to terms with it because as far as she knew, everything was awesome and love. They both loved each other. Yeah. Like, she had no idea. Yeah, and Brittany Allen's character has to figure out a way. How does she fight back someone, you know, someone who can be that cruel and, and brutal? And someone she's in love with. Yeah. And and yeah, go th- the the way they depict that emotional roller coaster yeah. is so brilliant. Like it's it's awesome. Super visual and really dynamic. Okay, so this next um segment you this was your idea, so I guess um I guess you'll have it you'll have to kick it off. Cue the music. It's time to play Trivia of Terror. Do you want to explain it? Sure. So Enzo is really good at trivia. I'm not. I wouldn't. I don't know. I'm a little. I'm a little nervous. I don't want to make a fool of myself. No, no, you won't. But but I I am into. I am into the minutia of, of a lot of things. But you know. Uh, horror, video games, music, but... Yeah, so I thought it would be fun if uh, we played a little trivia game and see if I can uh, stump him. Oh, uh, I think you're going to stump me, but anyway. I don't know. Okay. Do you do you have questions ready? I do. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Okay. Ready? Here's okay. your first one. Okay. What 1978 horror comedy directed by Joe Dante is a parody of the movie Jaws? Is it Tentacles? No. Ah, uh, fuck. Piranha. Oh, really? That's a parody? Yeah. Uh, I call mega bullshit on that. Right? Piranha's Argue an awesome... Argue with horror trivia game. What? Dude, Piranha's an awesome horror movie. <laughs> yes, it's campy. It's, but it it's campy, not, but I don't but think it's, it's trying to be funny. It's comedy. Come on. Mm, okay. All right. Give me another one. See, I'm, yeah. This right. 1982 film contained a scene where a young boy is dragged under his bed by his clown doll that comes to life. Oh, come on. Poltergeist. Yeah. I need to know. Um, okay, next one. Ready? Mm-hmm. Let's see if you can get this one right. What 2011 film was the first horror movie directed by Kevin Smith? Um... I want to say Tusk, but that's that's too that's too late, because that was sooner. That was more recent. Uh, Red State. Wow, good job. Never even heard of Red State. That's the one where the those the guys go to some. They think it's some woman who's gonna have sex with them. From what I remember, it's that one, right? I I have no idea. Okay. I don't know that one. All right. What does the photographer find lurking in the sewers in the 1984 movie, Chud? Cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. Damn, you didn't even hesitate. Dude, I love Chud. That's what Chud means. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. All right, give, give me more of those. Give me, give me wow, some of those ones awesome that you 80s know. ones. Poster tagline for the 1985 movie, House. I don't remember. Ding dong, you're dead. Oh. I'm I'm glad I didn't remember. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't remember. Wait, you gotta give me. You gotta throw me like you keep. 
What do you want? They're random. You're like picking all the most difficult ones. Random. I gotta sound, I gotta sound like a guru. Random. Dude, <laughs> random. Okay here's, a, okay, here's a more current. Okay. What creature is the focus of the 2018 movie Meg? Uh, Meg is a megalodon. Yeah. See? Yeah. See how smart you are? Giant prehistoric great white shark. Okay, now you're just showing off. What? Which actor asks, you mean there are snakes out there this big in the movie Anaconda? Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. Which Peter Jackson film stars Michael J. Fox as a ghost hunter? Frighteners. What 1978 classic horror film was it originally titled The Babysitter Murders? Halloween. Who directed the 1992 film Bram Stoker's Dracula? Francis Ford Coppola. What is the name of the docile and domesticated zombie in Day of the Dead? Bub. What movie tagline was just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water? Jaws 2. <laughs> what 1970s pop music icon starred as Nikki in the David Cronenberg's Videodrome? Um, what's her name? Um, oh, fuck, I fucking love her. Blondie. Um, Deborah Harry. Mm-hmm. In what movie do the survivors use Petri dishes with blood samples and a heated wire to determine which one of them is the best of an extraterrestrial creature? One of my favorite movies, The Thing. What was the name of Buffalo Bill's dog in Silence of the Lambs? Princess or Precious? One of those, something like that. Precious. Oh, okay, Precious. Don't you hurt my dog. <laughs> Which actress plays a psychotherapist who enters the mind of a comatose serial killer in the 2000 film The Cell? Um, My girl. Yeah, Jennifer Lopez. Mm -hmm. In the 2006 film Silent Hill, what sound signals the transformation of the town into a nightmarish dimension? Mm, those games are amazing, uh, especially Silent Hill 2. A siren. What hangs above Tina's bed in A Nightmare on Elm Street? A crucifix. Mm -hmm. Very good. Trivia of Terror. Oh man, that uh, <laughs> that trivia was a bit nerve wracking. <laughs> You're so good at it, though. And I, I see. I didn't think I, I didn't get a rhythm going. Because I mean, there's I mean, there's a certain subset of horror that I really know, like the back of my hand, but couldn't quite get a rhythm going. But I didn't eh. embarrass myself either. No, so. you didn't. You did good. Uh, again, with every, any segment that we do, um, please feel free to give us feedback on it. Um, that way, we know what's working and what you guys are enjoying, and what's not working as well. So we're yeah, always definitely we're always open to that kind of feedback. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's it for uh, this mad love horror movie episode, babe. Romanticos. Did you like it? Yeah, Did it was like fun. The, the yeah, I like the theme. Yeah, was really good. It's a decent good. theme. It's a little different, yeah. Um, it was hard, too, but it was good. But I'm super excited and happy to Me announce too. that our next episode 
is zombies. Yay! My favorite. Yeah, so this is where Reina's going to really shine and bring all her favorite picks of her favorite zombies. Um, we're going to talk about The Walking Dead. We're going to talk all things zombies and have a zombie love fest. Woohoo! So I can't wait. super fun. Yeah. So I guess that's it for this episode, babe. Scare you later. The Date Night Horror Show is written and produced by Enzo and Reina. All music written and produced by Enzo. Follow the show on Facebook.com slash The Date Night Horror Show. Find Enzo and Reina online. The Date Night Horror Show dot com.